Hello, welcome to another edition of Crop Life Retail Week. I'm Eric Sologoy, editor of Crop Life and Crop Life Iron Magazines, here again with Laura Sowinski from Texas. Laura, welcome back to the program. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, our first video in the month of June. Boy, this, and it, call me crazy, but it seems to me that 2023 is really flying by. I seem to have blinked and it's like, you know, my son is almost done with the school year and 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 here we are in the, you know, unofficial start of summer. Uh, you know, it's after Memorial Day. That tends to be when everybody's planning their, their summer vacations and taking time off of work. And uh, hopefully I'll be joining folks uh, on the road here in the next month or two, but we'll have to see. It may be business. Who knows? Yep. Yep. So, hey, before we came on, I know that we were talking a little bit about some of the news of the day we want to share with our viewers. And uh, you had a bunch of uh, things kind of on the global stage. So I will kick this to you to start us out. So if you could take it away. Thank you, sir. Yes. From the global news desk. Um, honestly, the top story this week, which um, is uh, an unfortunate turn of events, if you will, the Black Sea Grain Initiative is essentially stopped um, as of today, June, June 1st. Um, two days this week, on the 30th and the 31st, uh, Russia registered only one incoming vessel for inspection. Um, there are 10 vessels um, that are waiting right now uh, to come in, but uh, they're not getting the green light to come in for inspection. Um, but overall, um, there are 50 vessels waiting in line for inspection in Turkish territorial waters with 2.4 million tons of food, um, including grain. So, um, yeah, this is actually a, a really big development. Um, I think we were talking about it in the last day or two. Um, Russia is unhappy with the terms and is essentially... Um, slowing things down and in this case actually pretty much bringing it to a halt so um as of today june 1st at least i don't see anything in the media about um plans for negotiation or uh, anything to kind of break the the stalemate so um that's an unfortunate turn of events um another piece of news that caught my attention this week um uh, china's been getting a uh, really a fair amount of rain, um, so much so that um, it's wheat fields um, primarily in Henan province, which is the biggest province for China's wheat production. Um, really bad rains, um, according to China state media, it's, quote, the worst prolonged spell of wet weather during harvest in more than 10, 10 years. So um, they are expecting a shortfall as far as their domestic production, which course, would uh, require more imports on, on China's side for wheat. Um, uh, the, the, the visual of this, when I, when I read it, we were kind of la laughing. I know that um, they've taken to drying grain on school playgrounds and on rooftops, basically anywhere they could um, dry this grain, grain out. So um, yeah, we'll definitely keep our eye on that, see how, how severe um, that turns out to be. Um, I've got two other brief news items before I get back to you. Uh, we've been talking about, um, AI and I know, you know, we have Tech Hub Live coming up, of, of course, at the end of July we, on, um, the program, we have an all ag retailers, 
panel. And um, the angle of that panel is how ag retailers are bringing value to their customers um, in a variety of ways, of course. Um, one of the things we were talking about, of course, in our, our team meeting this week, what is the impact and what will be the impact of AI um, for the ag retailers for agriculture at large? And it really does raise um, a lot of questions. This particular news item from the Wall Street Journal was talking about because um, AI is taking off so quickly, so fast, uh, that there is now a shortage of the, the graphic chips, the GPUs uh, that support AI which um, for the most part are made by NVIDIA. Um, again, supply chain, right? You, you just can't seem to get away from it. And then I will end on a, a good piece of news, however, over the um, this past weekend, um, a lot of progress was made by the U.S. Um, on the Indo-Pacific Economic Framework. That's the U.S. and 13 other countries in the Asia-Pacific. Um, Quite frankly, the U.S. is trying to wean itself off of China, um, supply chain issues, of course, and the, man the manufacturing, any um, dis dis disruption. So um, progress on that front. So um, that's the piece of good news. And I know you have a, a pretty big bombshell of a, of a headline. Well, I'm not sure if it's bombshell compared to the the global stage, but this is this is under the heading of you know in the rumor mill, if you will. Well, uh, our friends at Reuters were reporting at the end of May that, based on their sources, that the Terra and Bungie are apparently you know global grain traders. They are in talks to possibly merge. Uh, it would and would be interesting because if these. Uh, if these two got together, uh, they would probably have sales somewhere in the range of $100 billion, which would put them on par with uh, ADM, which is their biggest rival. And uh, again, like I say, according to the report, these are in the preliminary stages of these, these merger talks. Um, but if it does happen, like I say, it'll be it'll be pretty much an interesting development in the global trade grain trading marketplace. So. Yeah, you're right. Actually, um, you know, Glendor, uh, Glen Glencore being a Canadian company, I, I was looking at the the Globe and Mail uh, media to see what reports um, they had, <clears throat> and yeah, indeed, it would um, absolutely be um, a giant as far as a North North American, um, you know, the 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 business that they have with, gosh, um, the global footprint for Glencore. Um, especially, you know, with their acquisition of uh, Viterra in two, 2012, I mean, they're a giant. So you can imagine, as you said, it would just be a massive um, company if that if that goes through. So, yeah. 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 And again, the report I had didn't really give a timetable. So, I mean, you know, this these these talks are ongoing at the moment, apparently. And, uh, you know, obviously in future videos, if we have an update to share, we will be more than happy to do so. Indeed. All right. Well, I do have some sad news to report. I guess I, I, some of our viewers may remember a company called Nuvia Plant Nutrients, a fertilizer manufacturer that had a product line called Sym, S-Y-M-T-R-X, a line of fertilizers. And 
you know, pretty big deal in 2021. Their products were used on about a half a million acres of farmland to uh, provide crop nutrients for those various crops on those fields. And, um, you know, they had uh, raised about a year ago, they raised about $65 million in capital to help, you know, uh, improve their business and expand it. Um, but we found out on May 15th of this year, the company CEO sent out a note basically saying the company had decided to suspend operations and liquidate its assets and go out of business. Well, so Anuvia plant nutrients, uh, unfortunately, is no more. And I know, like I say, this was they were a pretty big company. They had partnerships with the folks we know, Mosaic and uh, Nozymes and um but uh, yeah, their uh, CEO left at the end of 2022. That's usually never a good sign for a company. Wow. Their then CEO and, and the current CEO, like I said, sent out this post middle of May, basically saying that, nope, that was game over for Anuvia. So, no. uh, you know, we'll, we'll miss them, obviously, because they're uh, they were one of the entrepreneurial companies in the marketplace. But um, yeah, I'm sure there'll be other folks out there that can hopefully take their place. So. Yeah. Well, that is, uh, it, was there any, any more news as to what, what prompted that? It seemed, uh, it seems like a pretty drastic move. I mean. Yeah. It, it sounds like, again, they've been raising capital and again, a lot of companies, you know, that are starting out, they raise the capital to try to invest in, but as you know, it, Sometimes the capital investments, though, are just way far and above the amount of money that's brought in and raised through the, you know, by the by these startups um, and a company, you know, of course, dealing in fertilizer. I mean, startup plant fertilizers, they can they can cost in the billions of dollars. So uh, if they didn't have that much capital on hand and couldn't couldn't capitalize their investments properly, I suppose they just decided, well, you know, we're just going to, we're going to, we're going to call it a day. So. Yeah. Never, uh, never a dull day. <laughs> never a dull day. Well, speaking of never dull, time for your favorite segment of the show. Time for fun with numbers. All righty. All right. Well, Miss Laura, this week, I got a fun number for you. Kind of tiny. 10 okay. cents. One thin dime. I'm already getting worried. <laughs> All right. So 10 cents. Is that A, the decline in corn futures at the end of May? Is it B, the decline in soybean futures at the end of May? Is it C, the decline in wheat futures at the end of May? Or is it D, what my son charges me for advice instead of two cents because of inflation? <laughs> oh hmm. end of may huh end of may i'm going for a decline in corn futures you are correct 10 cents indeed is the decline in corn futures that uh, occurred at the end of may um and actually i ran across this report where it basically said that you know, we were talking a little bit earlier about weather and wet weather in China. Apparently, there've been, you know, it's been pretty dry in the Western Corn Belt and parts of the Eastern Corn Belt. But apparently, they had some uh, some rain activity over the last week or so, and because of that, folks are feeling a little better about the uh, potential yield results. Uh, so, and of course, you know, when you have uh, 
more supply than demand, possibly uh, prices do come down. So for corn, it was only down 10 cents. Uh, for soybean, it was down 41 cents. Wow. And for wheat, it was down a quarter. So uh, again, all the commodities were down. Well, uh, but again, things can change. I know here in, we're in Ohio and we haven't had rain in about nine days. And I keep checking the forecast and it doesn't look like we got any coming in the next seven days. So um, possibly this this number will go back up as we as we move through the next few weeks. But again, mm -hmm. as of the end of May, uh, folks were feeling a little more confident about the crop and that meant commodity prices were coming down. Yeah, I wanted to ask you, you had mentioned something um, uh, earlier today when we were talking about the in insurance. Oh, yeah. Again, most most growers, if they're going to plant um, and, and attempt to plant their fields or not, they need to make that decision by a set date in early June. Well, to then if they're not going to plant, they claim the, the crop insurance that they have on hand and basically say, OK, I'm not going to not going to do the planting this year. And again, the date that date varies by state. I think here in Ohio, it's on June 8th. They have to make the decision by. And um, I think some most places in the Midwest, it's closer to June 12th. So um, but again, I mean, from what I understood, wait a minute, I did have an item. It said that. Um, yeah, through the end of May, about 69% of the corn was in the ground, and it looks like about 81% of the soybean had already been planted, and those numbers were just slightly ahead of the traditional averages you have. So, uh, again, I would I would imagine most folks um, that, you know, given, given the way the weather has been a little drier, I'm sure they've been able to get stuff into the ground. So, Do we still do... Uh... Se seeding clouds for rain is that still i have not heard of anyone doing that uh, maybe there's a rain dance or two that goes on but i haven't heard about seeding clouds for rain if it's dry that's just dry and you know if, if they can do irrigation they do irrigation so but that that's i, I remember we did we did do the story not too long ago where somebody, I think last year, they were trucking some water across the state of Kansas to try to, yeah, to try to get some water into the field. But that is a, an anomaly, a rarity. We don't don't normally hear about that. If the if if the dry conditions are there, they're there, and that's that's that. So, all right. Well, we'll we'll keep our fingers crossed for some rain. Yeah. Right. Very good. Well, listen. Congratulations on getting the correct answer again. So you're 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 back on a hot streak. Congratulations. Thank you. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. I'm Eric Sfuligoy on behalf of myself and everyone here at Crop Life. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you again soon. If you have questions or comments about today's episode of Retail Week, contact us by email or Twitter or type your message in the comment section below. Your feedback is important to us. We will try our best to address your thoughts in next week's episode and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel.